it's an old ass house. Like, I don't know who's been there before me. So I lit up my sage and I kind of said a little thing. I was like, hey, spirits of this house, like, I don't really know who you are, but I'm not trying to kick you out or nothing. You've been here. I'm not trying to evict you, but we need to live in harmony. We need to live in peace. So like whatever shit you got dealing with, if you don't want me here, then say that. But like, I'm chill to be roommates (laughs) with you if you're down. (laughs) Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, witches. If you are new to the show, I am your host, Sarah Merrill, and I have a little specialty episode coming to you this week in honor of my favorite holiday of the year. Guys, Halloween is like my Super Bowl. And even though this year is super weird and I'll probably be dressing up in something slutty just to sit in my living room, I still thought we could have some fun and get a little spooky this week. So sometimes I get random ideas for episodes. And a few weeks ago, I was sitting at home, minding my own business, when I thought, you know what would be a cool episode? If I could get a real live witch on the show. (laughs) So without telling my fiance, I went on Google and Instagram and just started searching for local witches and somehow ended up going down this deep rabbit hole into the world of witchcraft. And I think most of us have these preconceived notions of witches. And at least from my initial research, it is much different than I thought. A lot of witchcraft is actually, I mean, like when you boil it down, just self-care. Similar to a lot of the wellness practices we talk about on this podcast, a lot of witchcraft, and at least what we're going to focus on for this show, focuses on things like manifestation, intention setting, intuitive wellness, with just a little sprinkle of magic. In my rabbit hole, I ended up discovering our guest this week, Britt Epley. She is an intuitive witch and a big proponent for the wellness side of witchcraft. She actually just launched her Instagram and podcast, Well and Witchy. I mean, how fitting is that? And we talk about some misconceptions about witchcraft and some daily witchy wellness practices anyone can try. Did one of her spells manifest her onto this show? I don't know. Maybe. But we're also going to talk about full moons and how they are a powerful time to set intentions. We actually have a blue moon this week on the same night as Halloween. So it is an incredibly powerful time you can use to your advantage. Britt is going to give us the ins and outs of her full moon ceremony, which before you get freaked out, I've definitely done full moon ceremonies before. It's not necessarily a witch thing. 
Also, we're going to talk about the history and roots of Halloween. And we might even get into some haunted house talk because I legit just stayed in an Airbnb and I'm pretty sure it was haunted. Anyways, it is a super fun one this week and I hope it helps you get into the holiday spirit. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Speaking of magic, have you heard about this company making stylish, sustainable shoes and bags from plastic water bottles and marine plastics? That's right. Rothy's makes comfortable, washable, and sustainable products that are actually so cute. Guys, plastics are a huge problem in our environment. And to date, Rothy's has transformed over 65 million bottles into beautiful products. And thanks to their seamless knit to shape design, Rothy's are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period. Health Magazine has actually called them the most comfortable shoes on earth. Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, patterns, and styles. And I actually just got the Chelsea style and am completely obsessed with them. Like they go with everything and I get so many compliments every time I wear them. And I love that I can also just pop them in the washing machine to keep them white and pristine looking because, oh yeah, Rothy's are machine washable. They also come with free shipping and free returns. I mean, I really can't sing their praises enough. These are awesome. So to check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now, go to rothys.com slash BKP. That's rothys.com. So R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash BKP. It's where style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. I'm going to link them in show notes. so You can look through their catalog. But again, check out those Chelsea's. Like I have been living in mine. Just head to rothys.com slash BKP. KP today. All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am sitting here with Britt of Well and Witchy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You know, this is an awesome opportunity and it's great that we found each other through social media in such a cool ways. I know. I know. I love when these things happen. It's so fortuitous. And I mean, obviously you're here for our spooky Halloween episode. So uh, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. And I'm so curious because I know, I mean, when people hear like witch, like I told my fiance today, I'm like, hey, can you leave the house? I have a, a witch coming over to record the podcast. He's like, um, I'm sorry, what? Um, <laughs> Excuse me? The audacity? <laughs> I know. He's like, what is going on? Um, tell us a little bit about like this, like how you became a witch. Like, is this like a generational thing? Like, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to be a witch? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. So I actually covered this in my first podcast episode a little bit, but you don't have to be born into like a long line of witches. Like your great, great grandma didn't have to sell herbs on the side of the street to be a witch. Like I think in 2020, and especially as we're growing, witch is more of a mindset and it's more of a practice. It's not a religion. It's more of an identity as well. But I will say, if you're just throwing on the witchy hat for the aesthetic, if that's if you're listening to the Stevie Nicks and you're feeling in some type of way, go for it. But for a lot of folks, witch, witch practices aren't something that are just a joke or we do for fun. Like we really do it to improve ourselves like mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So um, in terms of when I first identified as a witch, it was in college, actually. I feel like that's 
always a big shift for people. You go through a lot of random and crazy things. Like I was getting ready to graduate, had just left a toxic relationship, didn't really know what to do with adulthood. And I found that spiritual practices as a whole, like really helped me find myself again and grow and stay positive in a time where I was really beating myself up. <laughs> oh, that's so, I mean, relatable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of why I started this podcast. So like I, or I started Big Kid Problems at that same time period mm. and you went into witchcraft. I mean, it happens. Yeah. So did you find like community or did you kind of like go through this on your own? Yeah. I think a lot of witches and especially myself are solitary practitioners, especially if you grow up in families who are very traditionally religious and um, it's okay to be, you know, solitary, especially if you're scared of coming out of the the broom closet, which is a term for, you know, I'm scared to tell people I'm a witch, but I love that. Yeah. So I I started off just researching a ton. And that's the thing for, for anyone who's looking to become more witchy or well is do your research first. And I mean, more than Google, like go to the library for once in your life, get a card, listen to other podcasts, listen to the stories of people who are engaged in this life, because that's going to be the way to learn like what's going to be best for you. I mean, you can, you can buy all the books you want to and follow it by what those tell you, but you need to form a craft that is like specific to you and your goals and like what you feel. But nowadays it's so easy to find a coven or a group of other witches to practice with, like there are Facebook groups for it, there are discord chats for it. Um, And that's kind of where Well and Witchy comes too is like those social media channels that aim to form a community of people who are like-minded. So yeah, yeah, been solitary, but I'm working my way into finding more women like me. That's so cool. And it's funny because when I went to find you, I was obviously like looking through local areas. (laughs) I think I like Googled or went into Instagram and was like Nashville witch. And I found so much, like there's like a whole community of people and they have like moon circles and they have all this stuff. And I actually signed up for a moon circle. (laughs) Yes, girl. I'm just curious. I'm like, I think it's like kind of like a fun, I mean, not to like trivialize witchcraft because I know Mm -hmm. people take it seriously, but I, I like, I'm so fascinated by it. And I feel like I even remember being like a kid and seeing like the craft and being like, I want to be a witch after watching this movie. I remember even like going into like an Urban Outfitters and seeing like a book on witchcraft after that movie and being like, oh, I really want to get this, but my mom probably won't buy it for me. Um, so I think that there's like, a lot of people are kind of just like fascinated by it. Yeah. And I think the best thing that you could do if you are fascinated by it is there's no harm in knowledge. The more you know, the better. And if it's not fit for you, then that's okay. But at least you know, that way you can better understand. And I think we more witch folk do face a lot of adversity and we face a lot of judgment just because people aren't educated on what we do. I will say in full transparency, I don't sacrifice animals to the <laughs> devil by any means, but I, a lot of my practice focuses on self-growth and wellness and being fulfilled and growing as a person. And that's a lot of what witchcraft is as well. And it's, it's a lot of about listening to the earth and listening to your intuition and just going with the flow of things and not trying to force things to happen. So, yeah, yeah, that's so Like, I love that. (laughs) And I think that's actually, you tapped on something that I think is like important that we talk about is just like the misconception of witchcraft. Cause like I even, I had a couple questions is like, you said it already, but you're like, it's not, like you're not a relig like it's not religious to you. Like I feel like there's different types of witches. Like tell us some of these. Yeah. So it's 
this may be, be a little confusing, but it's kind of like a, a giant Venn diagram, right? So you have witchcraft, but you don't have to be religious or you could be. I know a lot of atheist witches. I also know a lot of Christian witches, which some people would argue you can't be both, but in, in my realm of things, do whatever makes you happy. <laughs> um, but there's also like the subsect of paganism. So paganism is anything that's not like a traditional form of religion, like Christianity or Buddhism or however you want to think of it. But Wiccan then, which is another term, is a form of paganism. So for me, I am an eclectic witch, but I'm also pagan. Like going back to the question though, like you can be a witch and have a religion or not. You can be a witch who believes in monotheism. So only one God. You could be a witch who believes in polytheism like me. So Mm -hmm. multiple gods. It's honestly whatever you want to believe in and what what, what fulfills you and go with it. So there's no similar path. Like every witch will be completely different. So, gotcha. Yep. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And I think some people too, I mean, when you hear about witchcraft, like I think some people will associate it with like darkness or like, like you said, sacrificing animals to the devil and stuff like that. Like, is there an area of witchcraft that is that? Oh, or like, how does that work? Like, I just don't want people to be like scared. Right. Um. I I can't speak for those individuals, but I would think that there are groups like that because where else would that misconception come from other than like Hollywood, for example, like Hollywood got a lot right, but they also got a lot wrong. And I think that has a big play on like how people perceive witchcraft and witches. But I do think that the the misconceptions are the driving factor, but it's up to us as witches in 2020 and beyond to really be open about our craft and be more vocal about it to make sure that people understand it's not always like that. Right. Yeah. Um, One other thing, like just on this topic and then we can get off of it. But (laughs) like I, even just like the sight of like the pentagram, which is like that star, Mm -hmm. I've noticed that like some people are like freaked out by that. And like, what is like the actual meaning of the pentagram. Yeah. So the pentagram, I feel like like you're right. People see that and they're like, oh no, like you picture the salt and the candles and like blood dripping everywhere, but it's really just a form of the elements. So water, earth, air, fire, all of that. Oh, that's not scary. And I didn't know it stood for just like the elements. Like that's not scary. You no. know, like I think people just like maybe have seen movies where that's like you know, a, a worse symbol. So I, I get that. Okay. So I, I love, cause when I started actually like doing a little bit of research into this, I realized like a lot of like the witch witchcraft and like spells that, um, which is are working on are really like kind of like wellness practices. Like yeah. that goes to your whole name, like well and witchy. It's like a lot of the stuff I feel like I'm doing just like a little bit, a little bit different. Like you're doing like manifestation work. You're doing all of this like cool stuff. Like Tell me a little bit of some of like the daily things or maybe some of your favorite practices. Yeah. So in the daily, I've really taken up a, medif- a, a meditation practice and it's been really great because I am an anxious hot mess all the time. Hey, same. So, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's a really great way for me to start my day because when I'm not well and witchy, I'm working in the music industry, a full nine to five. Um, I'm a digital channel manager. So it's a very stressful job trying to manage artists during COVID times right now. So in the mornings, I love to just ground myself and find my center, whether I'm on my porch or if I'm just in my living room on my mat. Um, And I set those intentions for the day. So I'll also draw 
an oracle card, which is, um, or an intention card, which you can get these online. You can get them at Books A Million. They're a really <laughs> great way to just like pick one out and it's random and you shuffle them and then you can focus on something for the day. So like my intention card on Friday was a really great thing that said like, it was about abundance. So um, when I tap into an abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset, then I am one with the universe and abundance will flow to me. Just being mindful in that way. Um, I also love to do workouts and I find that workouts help me tap into my body more and help me like really feel what I'm feeling and just like release my negative energy. And then as well as just like another simple thing I do in the mornings is like when I stir my coffee, I'll stir it clockwise to bring abundance. And if I'm trying to banish something like, okay, today I don't want any of my clients to come at me with a shit storm. I'm going to swirl that neck in the counterclockwise and end it with a little star pentacle to seal for the day, like my, my intentions. And this is what I'm hoping to get from the day. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a lot about being intentional. Yes. Intentions, 100%. But also when you set that intention, being able to say like, okay, I did something. I'm taking the action. Like you can't just say like, I want this and then not do it because the universe is going to call you out and be like, well, girl, I see you not doing anything. (laughs) Why should I give this to you? (laughs) Interesting. So if you're going to set the intentions, do the work too. (laughs) Okay. And that that will take the shape of like burning a candle or, you know, whatever it is. But there is like a little bit of an act. There is an action attached to the intention. And that's kind of like what... Which is that like, would that be a good understanding of like what a lot of witchcraft is about? Yeah, absolutely. I think a good concrete example of this is my boyfriend is looking for a new job currently or has been, and it's been a struggle because we're in COVID times. Like no one's really hiring. He's an engineer. But I was like, okay, I know you're not into this witchy stuff, but let me at least do a money spell for you, which looked like a few nights before he was supposed to receive his offer. I gave him a basil leaf and I was like, write down the money that you want to get from your, this offer, the, the money amount. It can be as big or small as you want. And he wrote it down. I was like, now take this little basil leaf and sit on the mat and just like pick, like visualize yourself with this job. Like, what does that look like for you? What do you, what is it like when you walk in every morning? Like picture yourself in that. And then when you're good, burn that little basil leaf in the little cauldron I brought in. And <laughs> then I'll light a green candle for you because green symbolizes money. And I also lit, um, I burned some chamomile, which is another form of like abundance and just like an herb for that. And the next morning, I mean, whether this was just coincidence or not, he woke up and had the offer and the money they were offering him was only like $5,000 less than the money amount he put on his basil leaf. So it is really all about intention. Yeah. But had he just done the money spell and wished for a new job, but not applied to any or done any of the work, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big, believer in setting intentions and like we've talked at nauseum of like setting you know manifestation and all that good stuff and I think yeah that's a big piece of it like you you can sit on something and you can think about it you can you know visualize it which I think is super important but like like you said doing like the little bit of extra action Mm -hmm. and it causes you like you're actually like taking time to you know sit with your leaf or whatever it is or whatever whatever the spell of the day is you know and I think that that helps it's just it, it helps that practice. I think yeah. is is really really cool. That's why I've always been like so interested. It's just like literally one degree more. I feel like of what I already do, and I feel like a lot of us do. So I think it's kind yeah. of it's kind of fun. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it really is. And it's like raising that red flag, like regardless of whatever you identify as. It's like whether it's the source or God, whoever. It's like raising that red flag and saying like or green flag, red, whatever you prefer. Hey, I'm doing this thing. Like I want you to know I'm serious. Like 
please give me the things. I've done my work. And then mm. it's kind of like when the teacher comes and checks off your worksheet, like, okay, you did all the things. Then you can have a treat. <laughs> like That's the universe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. And I love that you actually, you brought a couple of things um, that I'm looking at right now. Can you explain some of these items <laughs> that you brought to this interview? Yes. I brought some things. It's like show and tell. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the first thing I brought is like a small selenite tower. I love selenite. It's a self-charging crystal. So it's really great um, for just like getting rid of negativity, like being bringing positivity, kind of clearing the space. And it's more of a universal crystal as well. So I brought that. It's, it's something I hold like when I'm in meetings or Zoom meetings or when I'm recording my own podcast, I'll like hold it just to help with anxiety. And then I'm, you can't see it, but I'm decked out in amethyst. Like I have an amethyst bangle, an amethyst necklace, amethyst ear gauges, um, just because I, like I said, anxious mess. It really helps with <laughs> calming me down and getting rid of the vibes. And then the last thing I brought was just a little cauldron and a sage bundle I made myself, which is, um, it's got rosemary in there, some regular garden sage and lavender. So can I smell it? Go for it. We can even light it up if you want. <laughs> Should we? So what does this do? So depending on what herbs you put into a bundle, it helps with basically banishing negativity and clearing the space you're in. Of course, when you do it, open a window because you don't want all the little demons and negative energies running around with nowhere to go. But I do this one before every spell or every divination, like tarot cards, for example, I will light some sage and just sage myself, sage the little area I'm in. And it's just a way of like making sure the space is open for me to do my, my rituals or my spells without interference from a negative vibe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So can you take this somewhere where there's like a negative vibe and it would help get rid of it? Yeah. Like you could take this into your office. You, <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> like if you are dealing with some shit at work and you know, maybe you're just stressed out and you got all these negative things popping off, bring in some sage, light it up, wave it around, <laughs> do a dance, turn on some jams and just like make that space a happy place to be. Yeah. Maybe like, check with HR first. No, no. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, for me, my office is my home right now with COVID and it's like, I am here nine to five every day. And then I get up and leave the office room. It's like, I open the door and it's like, whoa. I have a whole other house to go work from, but I make sure to sage that at least once a week to make sure it's it's good. It's a good place to good be. Good energy. Good energy. Yeah. It's so funny. So me and um my fiance and I were just staying over at our friend is, you know, it didn't want to sell his house, but we're turning it into like an Airbnb. And so we went over there to help decorate and we spent the night and I was like, I was like, I don't know what it is, but there is some bad juju in here. <laughs> I was like, I could feel it. I like didn't sleep a wink. Like we were, my fiance was tossing and turning too. And then I was talking to him and and um my other friend who dates him and she was like, you felt it too. <laughs> She's like, I can't sleep there. And I was like, Ugh. it was just like a weird feeling. And do you think that there, it's like a possibility that like bad, like, what do you think that is? Like, is it just energy? Is it like... Yeah. Other scarier things. Yeah. I'm not trying to make this like the haunting in Connecticut or whatever that movie was. You're all those ghost stories where there's like a ghost in your home or like ghost finders you can watch on TV. But I do think that if it's an older home or an older space, like there have been people there before you, there have been stories and ancestors and people who, who have occupied that space. So as spiritual beings, like in humans, we kind of leave a residue of energy wherever we go. Um, and you can definitely feel that with like outbursts or like if you get in an argument with someone, you know, the space just feels awful for the next few days after. Mm -hmm. um, it's just lingering energy. So oftentimes, especially with like clearing a home, when I first moved into the house in Nashville that we rent, 
it's an old ass house. Like, I don't know who's been there before me. So I lit up my stage and I kind of said a little thing. I was like, hey, spirits of this house, like, I don't really know who you are, but I'm not trying to kick you out or nothing. You've been here. I'm not trying to evict you, but we need to live in harmony. We need to live in peace. So like whatever shit you got dealing with, if you don't want me here, then say that. But like, I'm chill to be roommates <laughs> with you if you're down. That's literally how Is I that really how you said That's it? That's literally how I said it. I and just, love it. Or like the bad girls club or whatever, where it's like, I don't get no sleep because of y'all. <laughs> Y'all's not a good sleep because of me. Like banging pots and pans. Like that was me, like in my house with the sage. So if that's what you got to do, do it. <laughs> Wait, I love that because like you think witchcraft is like you have to like sit and like do this whole thing. I love that you can just sit there and be like, look, spirits, like this is what's up. I'm chill. If yeah. you want to be chill. <laughs> That's literally how it goes. It's like, you, we good or not, bro? Okay, cool. We can keep going on with our lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Have you ever gotten a bad answer? Oh, I feel like the first time I saged my house, it was a little bit of a weird, weird thing. I think it was just like growing pains because I kept losing all my things, like items, just like necklaces, jewelry. Like I lose the remote. My charger would be under the couch. I have two cats, so it could have very well been that. But I like to believe that maybe the house spirit was just like, uh-uh, I ain't about this shit right now. Like, <laughs> I'm not about this. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so you can grow on your house spirits over time. You can. Yeah, we're chill now. <laughs> That's amazing. Real quick, while we're on the topic of magic, I have to tell you about Apostrophe. Apostrophe connects you with a real live dermatologist online who can prescribe you prescription skincare products without ever having to leave your home. For any of my other skincare junkies out there, we know prescription skincare is top of the line, but it can be hard to get and requires a trip to the dermatologist's office, which can be expensive and time consuming. But now Apostrophe makes it easy and affordable to see a board certified dermatologist online. So I'm in my 30s now and I have been curious about retinols and other prescription treatments for fine lines. And so I booked a little consultation through Apostrophe and I just can't get over how easy the entire process was. I didn't have to find a doctor that took my insurance. I did everything on my time in my PJs at home. I had a prescription grade retinol sent directly to my door without ever having to go to the pharmacy. And while I tried apostrophe for fine lines, I mean, you can see a derm for all kinds of reasons like acne, wrinkles, rosacea, dark spots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to try apostrophe, get your first visit with a board certified derm dermatologist at apostrophe.com for only $5 when you use code BKP. Now this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com and click begin visit. Then use the code BKP at sign up and you're going to get your dermatology visit for only five bucks. So again, that is A-P-O-S-T. R-O-P-H-E dot com, apostrophe dot com, and use that code BKP to get your dermatology visit for only $5. And I'm just going to say big, big thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. I wish I would have known this. I, I feel like I grew up in a haunted house. Um, I had some weird activity happening in my house all the time. And it's so funny. There was this one time, I hope my parents aren't listening to this one, but this one time my mom was out of town and like my high school boyfriends left over. 
And the next morning, I was like a lifeguard at the time. So every Sunday, I had to go into training for one hour at like 8 a.m. sucked. But I was like, the night before, I was like, don't even wake up. Like, I'll be gone. I'll be back before you wake up. Don't worry about it. I went to my lifeguard training Sunday morning, um, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. I get out. I, you know, pick up my phone to go get into my car and drive home. It's like, a couple miles away and I have like 15 missed calls and it's from my it's from my boyfriend at the time and so I call him back I'm like what's wrong and he was in the car on his way home <laughs> I'm like what are you doing I'm like no we have like the whole day blah, blah blah he's like I'm sorry he's like I could not sit in your house for one more minute whatever was in there did not want me in there he's like there was door slamming the water faucets were turning on and off like all the water like the toilets were running he's like I got the hell out of there so I'm, I wish I would have known about this before, but there's Ooh. definitely something going on. That's a big hell nah to the nah, nah, nah right there. But I feel like to that extent though, like Sage can only do so much. Like at that point, you should probably just pack your bags and leave. Really? No, no I, I mean, I don't want to get religious about it, but like, you know, there's like exorcisms and stuff where like where people can come and like actually properly cleanse your home. Like I'm not a fan of that. I'm just the person that's like, okay, like you've made it clear that like this is your area so I can just go rent another place. Like I'll figure it out. Like if it's that bad, like that's so crazy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I went to um. I ended up going to a medium a couple of years ago, and she was she was telling me she's like, yeah, like you grew up with some spirits around you, and I'm like, yep. And she's like, there was two good ones, and she's like, and then there was a not so good one in your house. I'm like, yup, mm, accurate, accurate. So crazy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> little tangent. Okay, I did want to ask you because I know we're obviously it's spooky season. Mm-hmm. I freaking love. Spooky season. Girl, I'm living. I'm living. (laughs) (laughs) And so now that we are in the spooky season, I'm interested because you mentioned there's like this crazy full moon happening, like that's in tandem with Halloween. Is that right? Yeah. So this Halloween is a full moon. And earlier in the month, so on October 1st, we already had a full moon. So we had the harvest moon, but this Halloween moon is the blue moon. So that happens when you have two full moons in one month. And this is actually going to be the first time since World War II that the full moon will be visible across like all over the world. So typically, like depending on where you are in the world, you can't always see like the stars or the moon or whatever. But um, yeah, this is going to be a, a big time. And especially going into like where we are in terms of like the election and the pandemic and just like the craziness of 2020, like this has all been hypothesized you know, in in the past, like 2020 is just a crazy year in terms of like the, the lunatary placements and the star charts and everything. And I, I'm no master Zodiac person by any means, but I do care about it and I research it because it's important for me and my own craft. But this full moon and full moons in general are a really great time for releasing things. Typically new moons are where you're going to like set those intentions and like set those goals and be like, new moon, new me. I'm trying to like make this thing happen. But full moon is where you kind of reassess and see like, what did I do this month? Like what could have been better? Like what is not, what is not fulfilling me? What can I let go of? And full moons are also a great time for manifestation or manifesting things. But I would say like just the way the world is right now, like don't try to manifest anything else this year. Like it probably won't happen. Really? Um, It's just too much going on. Like take this time to renew yourself and indulge in self-care and like get yourself ready for 2021 when hopefully fingers crossed things, you know, get better and then you can really hit the ground running. 
Okay. So I, that's actually good to know. So people have been saying 2020 for years, this has been kind of in the works that like in the stars and stuff like that. So the shit will calm down I'm after hoping. this year, right? Yes. I just need a little bit of a little bit of hope. Yeah. So one big thing too, is like we're moving into age of Aquarius. And like, if you're a fellow Aquarius, like raise your hand. I love being Aquarius, but we're moving from a place where over the past 200 years, we've been in earth signs. So we're focused on things like material value and like bettering yourselves and like having it for you and like having all these big things like big house and job and yacht and lawn and all that. When we shift to the age of Aquarius, it's kind of like shifting from a 3D mindset to a 5D mindset where it's less about um, like having all of the things and more of being all the things. So shifting to age of Aquarius is going to look like caring about the humanity more. It's going to look like innovating more. It's going to be about you know taking care of each other and really caring more about the collective and less of yourself which is never a bad thing to be selfless but like obviously still take care of yourself and like put yourself first but you're going to it's going to be less of and i hope less fighting and less like racist arguments and less political arguments and more peace and collective so god i hope so knock on wood. when when do we go into age of aquarius age of aquarius should be coming in end of this year if I you quote me again if I'm wrong because again not a master zodiac person but it's it's coming so it should be December 21st when we have like a conjunction that should be the day so, oh yeah all right guys there's a light at the end of the tunnel yeah you heard it here first <laughs> it's coming <laughs> um okay so you I mean you touched on it briefly so when when there's a new moon so the first full moon of the month, I want to make sure I get this clear. Mm-hmm. First full moon of the year, new moon, new me. Yep. You focus on the things you want to bring into your life. Yep. And then the blue moon, the second moon, you focus on things you want to release. Well, technically full moon, like the full moon at the beginning of the month and the full moon now are still full moon. So you still want to focus on like the releasing, but the new moon happened kind of in the middle of the month, which BT dubs, if you don't know how to track the moon, there's apps for that, which are wonderful. You just, can track the moon whenever you want. And that's how I keep track because it doesn't always fall on like the first or the 31st like it is now. It's sometimes you'll have a new moon on like a Wednesday and then the full moon will come like a few weeks later. And it doesn't always match up with like the dates of the months that we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do? Like what is your specific practice? Like when you have, you you know, this big full moon's coming up, this blue moon that's once in since World War II, it sounds like a big deal. Like what do you do to prepare like your ritual for that? Yeah. So one of the great things about full moons and new moons is that they're typically a few days long. So the lunar cycle works out to where like one night will be like 100% full, but the other nights you can still engage in the same type of rituals. Because this new moon on Samhain, which is the Celtic name for Halloween, whatever you want to call it, tomato, tomato, witches will honor it as Samhain. But it's, it's very much just a... So you have your typical full moon ritual stuff, which which was what I do. But because it's Samhain and Halloween, I have a little bit extra on my plate because Halloween is known as like the the day of the dead or like the veil of the the veil of the the world between the living and the dead is so thin. It's a great time for divination. So that's what I'm really focusing on this time around. But typically on like a regular full moon, I'll do just like a ritual bath where I'll like run a good bath for myself. I'll fill it with some herbs and oils and I'll basically visualize washing away like all of the, the hardships of this month or I'll, um, I'll give offerings to the gods that I honor. So like the Norse Pantheon, or if you are Christian or however, you could give offerings to whoever you prefer, but um, that looks like baking like 
a really great dinner or making a really great dinner or baking some really good food. And especially with it being spooky time, I'm going to be making all the pumpkin stuff (laughs) and just like setting out like a little piece of that or like pouring a little bit of wine into a cup to like give an offering to say like, this is what I am hoping to achieve this month ahead. Like, will you guys please look out for me and protect me? I also do a lot of journaling. So again, this is where it kind of breaches into like the wellness practices. Like I will write down like, what, how did I feel like this month went? Like, what mm. could I release? What could I let go of or focus on for next time? And then like I mentioned with divination stuff, I'm probably going to do a few different tarot readings for myself to see what the outcome of the rest of the year is going to look like for me. Yeah, what is divination? Divination is just like what you consider like the spiritual stuff or the woo. So it's like tarot. It could look like rune readings, which um, if you don't know what runes are, that's like a Norse thing. So like the, the Nordic alphabet in a way um, where you just like throw out the stones and see another weird one, which I'm not judging. I don't do this, but like bone readings, you could do that. You could do egg cleansing where you like crack an egg into a cup and read that. Like there's so many different ways to do <laughs> divination. Like Ouija boards would be considered divination. Like I don't touch those, but it's just a form of like connecting with the spirit, whether that's the afterlife or your ancestors. Okay. So real quick, because I do want to get into Halloween specifically for a second, but before we close up the full moon practice. So, because I've heard different things, like I love the journaling. Like I'm a big, I talk about it all the time on this podcast, but big journaler. So you could write, would you be writing the thing? You could write the things you want to release. You could write the things you want to manifest. And I've heard, I've heard before that you want to like burn it. Yep. Yeah. What, what's the deal with that? Yeah. So that's literally just a physical representation of letting it go. Like get that shit out of here. <laughs> so I will write down like uh, a good example is last month I wrote down just some things like going on with my relationship with my boyfriend. I was like, we are having a rough patch because we're human beings. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but I wrote down some things and uh, things that I wanted to let go of just both between him and I. And we we read them together. We said like, okay, yeah, like these are things we need to change. And then when you burn it, it's just like showing the universe, like I am letting it go. It's Mm. no longer serving me. It is gone. And like a physical representation of reminding yourself like, yeah, these things need to need to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can it also, because I've heard you can do that with like manifestation too. Like you can write down all the things you want to attract, but then burning it is also a way of being like, look, these are the things I want, but I'm going to like let go and like let it go to the universe. Like that would be more of a new moon type of time. But yeah, definitely you could do the same thing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> is, there, is there a good... I mean, I see that you have a cauldron. Yes. For somebody who doesn't have like, you know, a random cauldron at home, is there a safe way to burn this shit? Because this is actually a real question because I have I have done this before. I've done like some new moon ceremonies because obviously you guys know by now from listening, I try everything, but it can be kind of scary when <laughs> I'm like, is this fire going to get out of control? Like, where do you... Is there a safe way of uh, burning your intentions? Yeah. You don't want to be like the same where your whole house catches on fire and you get, you can't rebuild it. If but. I had to explain to my fiance why I burnt our house down, like doing a new moon ritual, I mean, he'd A, like not be that shocked, but B, be like, he'd be like, oh my God. Like, new moon, new me. No, but um, the best way is like the sink, the kitchen sink. If you have like just some little strips of paper you can just put in there and you can turn the water on or like I've done it in college. I would like light my little intention strips in the dorm and I would put them in the toilet and just flush them. Same thing. Like, oh, get there that, you get go. It out get it out of here. If you have a yard, you could do a bonfire. You could do it that way too. Or just like a fire pit, you could put it in there. But if you don't have like access to fire, you could always just take scissors and like cut up, cut them up into really, really, really tiny pieces and then just like... And eat them. No, no, eat them. (laughs) Eat them. No, but put them in the toilet or just don't... I wouldn't like throw them away, but just like get rid of them that way too. 
Interesting. Okay, so that's a good new moon ritual. And I'm into it. I think it's just like a good... Even if you don't like believe in any of this like woo-woo stuff, I think it's just kind of cool to have like a set time. You know, like this is... This is a time on the calendar where you're being intentional, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's pretty cool. So now when it comes to actual Halloween, I'm interested, like, you know, you've mentioned Sabon? Samhain. Samhain? Yeah. Okay, like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, Samhain is the Celtic name for Halloween. And Halloween actually comes from All Hallows' Eve, which is more of like the, the Christian thing. So it's a time where we honor our dead. And especially with me being a pagan, but you'll also see it in like Dias de los Muertos, which if I butchered that, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make an example where it's like we all kind of honor our dead in different ways on Halloween. What is it with the specific date or like time of year? It's just something where it's like the, like I said, the veils of the worlds are thin between like the living and the dead. So it's something, I guess, like cyclical and where the moon and like where the world is, it's like end of harvest time. Like things are dying anyway. Mm. We're getting ready to get into winter time. So it's kind of like the last hurrah and end of summer um, and end of fall where it's like we can live and be happy and have fun before winter comes where traditionally it's a time of not sorrow and despair, but like hardships. Like it's hard to get through the winter. Whereas now we just turn on our heat and hope our electric bill is low. Um, But typically, like I was saying, it's like the summer's end and we like for witches, we consider it the new year. So it's kind of like, again, we're, we're shifting into a new cycle where it starts with winter, spring, summer, fall. So could we, could we consider that to be like, okay, 2020 is ending? (laughs) If you'd want, to, yeah, I mean, in a way. <laughs> I want it to end as soon as possible. I do too. Yes, we're just going to hold on. Got to hold on. Hold on for one more day. I but, just think it's so cool yeah. that like cultures from completely different sides of the world have like very similar days of the dead, like in such like a, at the same time of year, you know, mm-hmm. like there's definitely something going on there. Yeah. I think it's just something about like ancient practices. And I'm I'm sure you could do I, I don't I should probably do my research more on this, but like people probably have different days as well or maybe they all coordinate. But for the most part, Halloween is just something we all come to know, whether that's because of corporate America and buy your candy and your costumes or because you actually want to talk to your ancestors and make offerings and just enjoy the spooky time. Is offerings like where we get the whole like trick or treat, like the treats? Yeah. Yeah. So from what I've always learned, it's kind of like you would, you would set out offerings for the dead to be, to protect yourself. So when you put on the costumes, it's like, you're basically trying to fool the spirits into thinking you're also a spirit. Because one thing about Halloween um, in the past is like, if you, if you died in a really sad way and you didn't get justice, Halloween would be your day to then come out and be like, all right, we pulling up, we're getting our justice. Like we're coming for you, which is why people would wear the costumes. So spirits wouldn't recognize you. Like if you were trying to, if that spirit was trying to seek justice on you, you'd put a mask on and they wouldn't know. So it's a protection way. And then you would put out the treats to make the spirits happy and know like, okay, like they like me. I don't, that's not who I need to go for. And then it's kind of just like a fun little thing where you like, you dress up like a spooky person in your costume, you go house to house, you get your treats. And that's where it made it all like hunky dory and fun. Yeah. But in the past is actually a protection thing. Like, oh no, like, have I done someone wrong? Like, did I accidentally like, hurt my neighbor and then they you know like in the ancient times it was just like you killed someone and oh no like no big deal oh my god <laughs> but you need to like put your put your offerings out it's so funny how it's evolved now yeah. now it's like we wear lingerie and like, yeah 
get turned up. Turn. <laughs> get turned up. Um, oh my gosh, Britt, this was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on and, and for our spooky episode. Yes. I loved this. If people want to like follow more of your daily witchcraft and witchy ways, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me two spots. So at well and witchy on Instagram is the well and witchy brand page. And then you can also hit me up at my personal at best life with Brit. And uh, yeah. And you just started your Well and Witchy account, right? Yeah. Well and Witchy is still a baby account. It's still a baby podcast too. But um, come join me. Come learn more. And if you want to shoot over an email too to have a discussion, I'm happy to help educate more people on this. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. All right, that is a wrap on our show this week. I hope you enjoyed this little Halloween episode. If you want to go a little deeper, I'm actually going to have Britt in our super secret Facebook group this week doing some tarot card polls and some other fun things. So if you haven't joined yet, there's a link in show notes and also in my Instagram bio to get involved. If you like this podcast, please don't hesitate to subscribe and leave a little review if you can. It takes 30 seconds or less and it really helps the show grow. I want to thank you again for listening, for sharing this podcast with friends. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there and I am truly honored that you spend your time with me. So before we dip out for the week, I'm going to leave you with a little quote and how fitting this one is from Hocus Pocus. It's a full moon tonight. That's why all the weirdos are out. Just remember that during the blue moon this Halloween. Have a safe holiday, friends, and I will see you next Tuesday.